The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Hoop ballers, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington. We're at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. Make sure to find the rest of the team and the rest of our content over at hoop-ball.com as well as at hoopballgaming on Twitter. Hey, fantasy basketball is right around the corner and hoopball's got you covered. Lots of free content, lots of premium content, but 90% of the stuff you see on the website is going to be free. These podcasts are free. Our team-specific coverage, free. Shout out to the Hootball Celtics program with Mr. Patrick Lousby, our guy, at Balling Opinions on Twitter. Also, we got some fantasy football news. We got a podcast going with our guys, or our guy. He's just a solo show over there. Uh, AG is what we like to call him. He's at Talking Sunday on Twitter. Welcome in. Welcome back. New listeners, welcome. Old listeners, thank you. Wipe your feet. Come on in. Get situated and pull that recliner level, 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 level. I don't know what happened right there. I was going to say lever, but level came out. But then it made sense because recliners were kind of level. So get that recliner level, you know. Anywho, use those promo codes, hoopball20 over at manscaped.com. You get free shipping and 20% off the lawnmower 4.0, which has that built-in LED light. It's fully waterproof. And uh, let's just say that I use it, and it's amazing. So make sure to get that. Check out their products. I'm sure the 5.0 will be coming out relatively soon, maybe around Christmas time to get a nice gift for someone, maybe your dad or uh, uncle, younger brother who starts to shave or something. I don't know. Uh, they got complete care kits. They got underwear. They got all sorts of stuff, balms, uh, beard oils, weed whacker. I love the weed whacker. I need to get me another one um, just so I got two at the disposal, one for home, one for on the road. Um, I'm, I'm getting a lot more of these nostril hairs that come into my uh, mustache, and I don't notice them because they kind of just look blended in with my mustache. And, uh, well, the weed whacker takes care of that, takes care of my ear hair issues, I'm getting older, and uh, things are starting to come out of my ears and my nose, I'll just say. MyBookie.ag. Go over there, use promo code HOOPBALL, sign up, make sure they know that we sent you. Those promo code activations really help us because, A, it allows us to grow, but then it also allows us to give more and more and more. So if you or anyone you know, family member or such, needs a... um, If you need a betting account, if you, if you need somewhere to place, you know, wagers and you do not have a MyBookie account, reach out to me directly or at Dan Bespris, my boss. Talk to Dan. Papa Dan's what we call him, what I call him at least. And uh, then you've got me. So just let one of us know and we will get you set up with a MyBookie account. Like I said, we're trying to use these promo codes. Um... The premium content alone is important, but that's its own thing. These promo codes and uh, everything we do interactively with you guys, you know, that's the important stuff. So PB&J, if you will. Um, Today's baseball card's a little limited. I'm going to run through it. We got a couple of early games. The Cubs are in a doubleheader. Detroit and St. Louis is going to start us off at 115 Eastern, and I actually really like this game. And we'll talk about that. The Dodgers saved my night last night. Um, We'll talk about the line movement on that. I went from minus two units in the wager pass to minus one point, or I'm sorry, minus 0.15 units. So pretty much just lost the VIG last night, which happens from time to time. I didn't lose a full unit, and I'm happy about that. But I'm not happy about, you know, the inability of going positive last night. So what we will look forward to is a better day today. It tells me my looks are close. I left two, no, no, no. I left three winners out of the wager pass that I had queued up, ready to send, 
I just uh, got a little busy, didn't feel like doing the write-ups, and uh, left them as personal plays. I talked about them on the podcast yesterday. Two of them were the uh, total plays in the Detroit and St. Louis game. The total went under eight, like I had called for, and the first five under went under four and a half, both by the skin of the teeth. So four was the total run scored in the first five yesterday. Seven was the total scored in the full game. A win is a win. I wish I would have put them in the wager pass because that would have put me in, uh, you know, definitely positive territory. Uh, good thing I left. I left losers off of the card, too, though. So that's the thing. I left over Miami and Washington off the card uh, for good reason. Uh, you know, I, I think I need to step back from just slamming Eric Fetty. Uh, I think the games that he's pitched in the last two or three times out have actually all been unders. And, you know, Miami's offense essentially was what did it for me. I didn't think that there was a lot going on for them. And uh, even against Eric Fetty. So, and I think they only scored one run. I think it was a 5-1 game. So, a little bit of recap from last night. We'll talk a little bit of Carabao Cup today. We got the UEFA League Championships qualifying going on. I think we got three games in each tournament. So, I'll touch briefly on those. I think there's some pretty clear-cut winners to be had. In the Carabao Cup, uh, we got some really good EPL clubs going against some not-so-good competition that I think is going to stick out. And I uh, might look at a little three-leg, a little three-legger uh, action there. So we'll get us a tripod bet going, and uh, we'll talk this baseball. I'm going to preview and preface a little bit of the NFL stuff. I haven't really even looked at the slate for this upcoming preseason week this is week three so this is essentially as close to week one as we'll get with starters and whatnot playing like a half at least and then maybe a little into the third so this is going to be a little bit more true NFL handicapping there is still preseason elements involved but mostly ones and twos and some threes are going to be going today and it's going to be true depth looks and it's going to be uh, I think this is essentially where teams decide who's going to be on their team or not so we won't be touching any week four preseason NFL for obvious reasons. So week three, we got a chance to go a little bit heavy on. We had a down week in week two, taking all the overs. It didn't work out the way that taking all the unders did in week one. So we've got that little bit of stuff to process and change up. So let's get into baseball today. Like I said, we got a pretty decent card. We got a minimal card. I want to start by saying Colorado and Chicago, like I said, they're already in, they're going to have a double header today. I don't like to mess with double headers. So these games automatically ruled out of my card. And I mean, if there's value there, there's value there. Sure. I get it. Like you shouldn't leave any winners on the table or whatnot, but I don't have a model for these double headers, these seven inning double headers. Hopefully we go back to regular double inning or doubleheader inning counts to, uh, next year. Uh, you know, just handicapping these are so rough. I mean, you, you lose two innings. You know, it, it's a weird number. So I think it, it should have been, I don't know, because six innings is not that much. And then eight innings is like, well, if you're going to play eight innings, you might as well play nine. But I guess seven is a decent round number. Uh, it's a key number at times in sports betting, but I, I don't like that as far as how many innings we're going to play in double headers um let's start with this detroit st louis game since i did say i was pretty interested in playing it um looking at pretty much just the money line i really like detroit as an underdog here Tarek skubal has been pitching really well for them lately uh he's well you know i say that kind of loosely but i mean he he's hit or miss like he really is He's got an 8-11 record this year with a 4.02 ERA. Uh, John Lester is going to be making his third start. And since joining the Cardinals, he's got a 1-1 record with a 7.08 ERA. Now, that 7.08 ERA is being included on his last start where he didn't really allow a lot. Um, so his first start was astronomically bad. Um, I think he almost gave up like 10 runs. Uh, so, look, I, I don't see two in a row. And the Tigers mash lefties. Miguel Cabrera's got a cup. He got 500 and he got 501. I think Miggy could get 502 today. 
all time against uh, all times, all times against uh, John Lester. He is at 28 at bats with 15 hits, four doubles. That's right. Miggy Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera, old man, old man Cabrera out here stretching doubles against John Lester. If he can do it, the rest of this Detroit Tigers team can do it. Uh, he's got nine runs scored, four RBIs, 10 walks, and only two strikeouts. That's an Im- incredible line right there uh, for head-to-head results. I mean, that just screams that he sees the ball uh, amazingly off of John Lester's hand. Uh, he barely strikes out. And this is a swinger. This is a slugger we're talking about. Miguel Cabrera is a slugger. And he does not strike out against John Lester. Ten walks. Nine runs. That is just nuts. That's crazy. Might be looking at Miguel Cabrera's runs, hits, uh, RBI's prop. I think automatically looking at a hits prop for Miggy makes a lot of sense. And I really think supporting the Tigers in any way possible is something that I will want to be doing today. I'm looking at just kind of the money. Look, this is staggering. 39% of the bet tickets are on Detroit. 78%, so a a plus 39% differential from bet percentage to the money. 78% of the money is on Detroit's money line. I'm all over Detroit. I may make this a two-unit play because we're going to have less unit or less plays today with how limited the card is. And, man, I tell you what, this is a good look for Detroit. I decided to leave Detroit and the Cardinals games off my card last night. I I think I got to incorporate it today. I think it's obvious that I'll probably be putting Detroit in the wager pass. It's always good to get a good value underdog in there. I mean, they're on the road, but if you look at how they perform on the road, I mean, they're not, they're not terrible. Um, and I wanted to break down some of these team totals a little bit too. Looking at the total, 96% of the money is on the under. Wow. And 75% of the bets. That is crazy. I don't see it going under. John Lester had that good start last time out. Sure. Tarek Skubal. Uh, you know, I think that he's the X factor. He's probably going to have a good game in my opinion. Uh, the Cardinals do have some exposure against them, but it's nothing too crazy. St. Louis has Tyler O'Neill questionable. He was a late scratch last night. And... Um, if we look at what the Tigers could do, I mean, they're going to have to be patient and they're going to have to get walks, but may not know this, but the Tigers, the Tigers, uh, they're the number one team in the majors in regards to triples hit. So maybe we could see some extra base hits. Miggy hit a double. Namer Candelario, Derek Hill with his speed. Maybe they put a ball in the corner and they get to third. And then looking at St. Louis's offense, the only thing they do is they don't strike out and they steal some bases. But, I mean, they got the 24th-ranked offense in home runs, 24th-ranked offense in walks, 23rd-ranked offense in triples, 24th-ranked hits, uh, 17th in doubles, 25th in total runs, 25th in RBIs, 21st in on-base plus slugging percentage, 17th in batting average. Detroit's actually a couple spots higher at 15th. So, I mean, look, St. Louis is not that good of a team offensively. I mean, we knew that, sure, but Detroit's going to have to be clean. Steals allowed. Detroit limits those. Doubles allowed. They're 14th in the majors, so that's good for a green number. But they're 25th, 24th, 23rd, 24th in hits allowed, triples allowed, walks allowed, home runs allowed. So, if Tarek Skubal can just manage that, and not allow St. Louis to get their bats extended. Uh, you know, limited sample size so far. Just 24 bats against Scooball for the Cardinals. Seven hits, six RBIs, four walks, six strikeouts. He's only given up one double and one home run 
out of these 24 at bats. So everything else, like walks and singles, essentially. Um, coffee? Excuse me. So, I mean, look. I think Detroit takes a good look here. And I think they run with it. St. Louis's team totals at four and a half. It's getting heavy shade of minus 125. And then we look at the Tigers. Tigers. Bet MGM has them at over three and a half at minus 140. So their over is getting some major shade. Over four on points bet, minus 125. So over four, minus 125. I'll roll with that. I mean, three and a half is a great number, but to avoid 15 cents of juice, uh, I think I'll go ahead and do that. And then even at four, you know, we get that chance of a push, get the push insurance, if you will. And uh, yeah, so we're looking at the Tigres today. Going up against the Cardinals, the Redbirds. And I know I just talked about being a Cubs fan, and that's number 35 on this season, I think, uh, and betting on the Cards and such and other teams within the division. But, uh, well, I have no discipline. So this is where we end up. This is what happens. Kansas City and Houston, the other game in the afternoon at 210 on YouTube. Mike Miner going up against Lance McCullers. This will actually be a really good game, in my opinion. These teams have been playing to the tune of the under. They even went to extra innings and couldn't hit the over a couple games ago. I don't know what to make of this Kansas City-Houston series. I, I don't think I've hit correctly on a Houston pick in any of my last probably four, five. Team total. I mean, I'm going to look at Houston against the lefty. Four and a half. Sure. I mean, they just went against Mike Miner, I think, in his last start, and he did decent against him, against them. So I, I'm looking for this Houston offense to just get consistent. So looking at their team total, four and a half minus 135. I think there's great juice on there. And uh, if you want to play over five points, bet has that at minus 110, so a bit more even shading. I could see six runs here. I could. Kansas City's bullpen has been pitching lights out the last week. And look, negative regression's got to come at some point. So we're going to stay the course. Houston against lefties. They're the number one offense against lefties in the majors. Let's stay true to the numbers and let's just do this because Houston's the better team. They're at home. Kansas City, not so much. Mike Miner, he's a lefty. Uh, he's an older lefty pitcher and we got some good numbers against him. Yuli Gurriel specifically has six RBIs, so I might be looking at an RBI prop for Yuli. He's got 27 at-bats, eight hits, one double, three home runs, team high, by the way, four runs, six RBIs, team high, two walks, two strikeouts. Yuli's even throwing in a stolen base. Old man Yuli, he ain't moving quick, but he got him a stolen base. Jordan Alvarez, the lefty, he loves hitting lefties. Lefty on lefty hate crime. Talk about it all the time. He's hitting 333 against Mike Miner. Nine at-bats, three hits, a double, a home run, a run, two RBIs. He's got four strikeouts to no walks, though. So those are the guys that I'm going to look to stay away from. One guy that's undersung hero, uh, that is an undersung hero for this Houston team, in my opinion, uh, especially with the injuries and trades that they've dealt with, but Aledmias Diaz. Against lefties, he is phenomenal. And against Mike Miner, he's got seven at-bats, three hits, a double, two runs, one walk, two strikeouts. I'm sorry, one RBI, zero walks, and two strikeouts. So, I'm thinking that between Jose Altuve, Aledmias Diaz, Jordan Alvarez, if he doesn't strike out, those three guys can make this offense hum themselves alone. Now, Martin Maldonado... He is formerly of the Kansas City Royals. He was a teammate of Mike Miners. He normally crushes lefties for the Houston Astros, and I try to incorporate him in little, you know, team stacks on DFS because he's kind of he's always like a two twenty two hundred like to twenty seven hundred uh, priced pitcher or catcher. I'm sorry, 
And uh, against lefties, he's really good. But against Mike Miner, he struggles. He's got six strikeouts and 12 at-bats. So he strikes out half the time. But then he's also got four hits, all singles. Um, so I think Martin Maldonado could get some positive regression today and finally get you know a couple good hits off of uh, Mr. Mike Miner. So uh, coffee, excuse me. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Just a little bit of milk in the black coffee, and it's all we need in life. Salvi, Salvador Perez, probably one of the best. I mean, he's the best catcher in baseball. Him and Yadier Molina, man, they're just phenomenal. Um, old guys just doing it. Salvador Perez, he's a right-handed slugger. And against Lance McCullers, I mean, he's had some success. 12 at-bats, 5 hits, pretty limited. But overall, he's seen 42 pitches, which is the highest amount on this team. There's only one, two, three, six uh, hitters that have gone up against Lance McCullers. That's Hunter Dozier, Salvi, Carlos Santana, Andrew Bentendi, Gerard Dyson, and Whit Merrifield. All those guys have been in the league for quite some time, so it makes sense that they've got some exposure to this guy. I will say that with Salvi, you got three strikeouts, no walks. You got two RBIs and four runs, though. He's got two dingers um, in his five hits. So home run potential for Salvi. I'll let Mr. Martinez, our guy, Jonathan Martinez, at M42TINES. It's like Martinez, but instead of AR, it's a 4 2. Go follow him, our guy. He's our home run, home run props master. He's a monster in those. Magician. I like to call him the king of ding or the ding king. I don't know. I haven't been able to decide yet. So he's got some cool knowledge. So those are my looks on the um, Royals-Astros game, just kind of observations more than anything. Um, Houston's team total, I think, is a go. And then... I might look to support. Nah, nah, that's a lot of juice. Uh, so we'll leave that off. Um, let me check out some props on this game real quick. We'll see if prop markets are up. They're probably not. This is an early recording before 8.30 Eastern. So if you're over on the West Coast, you are probably not getting this in your ears right now. Uh, you are still waiting for the sun to come up. But if I look at some props, yeah, so I didn't think they would have them yet. The only thing they have are the strikeout props. Mike Miner under five and a half. I think that's worth a little sprinkle. It's at minus 150, so it's got some juice. This is just more or less a fun look for me. And, uh, you know, it's going to be something that I just uh, am looking to have a little fun with. It's uh, going to have to be a one and a half unit play. Um, just so you know, personally speaking, you know, Wizard of Oz curtain pull. Like this is just kind of what's going on. I, I like the value on it. I'm going to put it in there in my personal card. And uh, I think Houston gets their act together. And uh, if we look at, you know, their discipline at the play, they sure they've had some games where they strike out a bunch, but against lefties strikeouts, um, they don't happen that much. So those are the afternoon games. Let me talk about the games that I'm not going to talk about. Uh, let's not talk about Texas and Cleveland. They got this lots kid um, going, and I don't know really much about him. I know that's a like piss-poor excuse uh, for not playing a game, but honestly, got a crazy day planned for me, so I'm not uh, looking to do a lot of deep dives today. I'm looking to find the low-hanging fruit. I'm going to be leaving Washington and Miami alone. Josiah Gray, Edward Cabrera pitching. Just some guys getting some run and two very bad ball clubs. Tech Strangers, Cleveland. Zach Plezak's going for Cleveland. I've, you know, he's up and down. So I'm not really looking at anything. It's come up from eight and a half to nine and a half on the total. And the under right now is getting shade of minus 115. Uh, so, I mean, Cleveland won last night somehow. I uh, I just don't have an opinion on this one. San Fran, New York. I haven't played anything in this series, so I'm going to go ahead and keep leaving it off my card. Johnny Cueto, I think he, this is his first start after coming off the IL. Tyon Walker is uh, not doing so hot lately. His ERA is uh, it's inflated each time out. San Fran... 
last night they were the underdog and then the line moved to them being even with the Mets on the money line. Tonight it's all minus 110 as of right now. Eight and a half is the total, getting some shade of minus 120 to the over. No opinion, like I said. But San Fran, clear-cut better team. New York Mets kind of spiraling. San Fran put a bunch of runs up on them last night. And uh, this is um, just not a good look for me. I'm good. I am good. Um, Bailey Ober, the righty. The Boston Red Sox love to hit righties. Nick Pavetta is also a righty. And uh, Minnesota and Boston here, 7, 10 p.m. on the Northeastern Sports Network, NESN. Overs 10 and a half. It's come down from 11. Under 11 was getting minus 115 shade to begin with. Now it's even at minus 110 on both sides of the party, on the over and the under. Boston minus 165 on the money line. And we got a plus 25% differential on bet to money percentage for Minnesota. Minnesota's getting 21% of the money line plays on the bet side, but they are also getting 46% of the money. 79% of the bets going on Boston, 54% of the money on them. I, um, this Boston team has been so wishy-washy. They've been underperforming. They had to go to extra innings to beat the Rangers. Or maybe they're not under over. Ooh, let me try that again. Maybe they aren't underperforming. Uh, maybe this is just the new norm for them. And maybe this is just kind of where they're settling in as far as their talent, their output, what they're going to be doing. Five and a half is their team total. You can get it for minus 110 on bet MGM. Points bets got it minus 125. And uh, my bookie right now does not have anything up. That's the only reason I'm referencing these other numbers. I just, you know, you got to shop around. Consensus, we're finding five and a half at minus 112. You know, I would love to do it. I would. I'd love to do it, but I don't think I can. Six is a, is a high number. I know it's Minnesota. I know that, but I think I just got... Pretty big trust issues with Boston right now. They are at home. They're going against the left or a righty. I'm sorry. They're really good at that, but none of them have exposure against Bailey Ober. Bailey Ober's actually, uh, you know, I was fading him for a while. His last couple starts, he's looked good. Coffee. Excuse me. Um, you know, he's got his ERA under five. He's got a lower ERA than Nick Pavetta. I mean, Nick Pavetta's made a lot more starts. So, But Nick Pavetta's been shaky for Boston, too. So, if anything, just leaving this off the card. I spent a lot of time talking about it to tell you I'm leaving it off the card. Um, Man, there is a lot on the MLB card that I just don't really feel good about today. Uh, let's... Let's talk about Arizona and Pittsburgh, just because it's an easy... Easy angle for me here. I went on a little rant yesterday about playing these two teams, uh, betting on them, telling you that I was done, la-di-da. Arizona, Pittsburgh, look, the, the fact of the matter is we have Tyler Gilbert going on the mound for Arizona. He just pitched that no-hitter. And Pittsburgh, they're not an offensive juggernaut by any means. And I don't think... I don't think that I like supporting them. I know I don't. But this fade a pitcher coming off a nine-inning performance or a complete game or a no-hitter kind of thing, it's working. It's working for us. It's working for me. So I'm going to look closer to this game once lineups and team totals and everything get set because – Right now, I want to support Pittsburgh. I want to see about their team total. It'll probably be at a three and a half or a four. Uh, I want to see about their first five numbers. We don't have any first five lines out currently. So, Arizona's offense on the road, just not that great. I mean, I say that, but 
look at what happened in this series early. I mean, these teams have actually been scoring runs. Coffee. The um, the over-under is set at eight and a half. It was at nine last night. I put nine on my radar on my card. I'll be updating that because now it's at eight and a half, and the over's getting the shade of minus 115. So uh, I think that's telling. I think folks are seeing, uh, you know, just casual betters. I think they're seeing that Gilbert is the guy that just came off a no-hitter, so he should. he's just a good pitcher, right? And um, – but you know, if you if you look at it, you got to fade them. I mean, you do, you do. It's it's my opinion. Uh, hmm. I've been looking at this one for a while. Trying Yarborough against Zach Wheeler, the Rays, the Phillies. This is going to be a hold for me. I'll probably be on the over. This is a 7.05 game. I don't want to give too much away because it could be it could be incorporated in the wager pass very easily. L.A., Baltimore. Um, no starters listed currently, so we won't talk about that one. White Sox, Toronto, Giolito, Robbie Ray. Um, Robbie Ray coming off that spectacular pitching performance. His team blew his no-hitter or his – no, he didn't have a leader. He had, I think he threw like one hit ball, maybe through seven innings or something. His last time out, Robbie Rage has been like really good this year. Um, and honestly, I haven't been able to figure out games that he's pitching in. And Giolito is so wishy washy. I don't have an angle here. Um, Chicago's minus 105 money line is flipped to plus 105, and Toronto at the home as the home team in the Rogers Center, minus 122. So, you know, look, I, you know, I knew today's card was pretty limited. You know, that's why I prefaced the show with that. We're going to touch on some other stuff, but biggest plays of the day for me, you know, I'm going to be looking at Detroit, uh, getting that money, that plus money. They've come down from plus 140 down to plus 120. I talked about plus 125 at the beginning of the show and it's already moved. It's already moved more. So get it while you can. Speaking of movement, this will be a play of mine, and it's going to be hard to get around saying that I'm not playing it. But look, for back-to-back days, the Dodgers opened at minus 130 favorites against the Padres. Yesterday, we cashed. Um, the Dodgers were at minus 130. I wrote that up. They swelled all the way up to like minus 150. You know, last night in the Discord, me and some of the guys were talking about how it's crazy that the Dodgers are already minus 130. I said we could wake up and see them at minus 150, minus 160. Well, I woke up and in some spots they're minus 150. Right now they're settling at minus 145. I've still got my minus 130. That's what I'll be writing up and putting in the wager pass. I uh, look, I I'm sorry that I know which way the line's going to move sometimes. So I it you know I know sometimes when I look at people's write ups, I'm like, wow, they got a good line. You know, they're creating their own line. La di da. You know. Say what you want. <laughs> I mean, it, I talk about the way the lines open and which way the money and the percentages are coming in all the time. So you should know it's something that I'm very passionate about and something that I keep an eye on. Coffee. So we'll use that. Excuse me. That's kind of gross. Give you a little ear full of my nose activity. <laughs> it was so gross. I'm sorry. Um, the Dodgers, the Padres, like I said, uh, it's obvious. It's obvious. Padres going one way, the Dodgers going the other. And um, they pulled you Darvish in his start yesterday. Might have had something to do with the Larry Rothschild firing. Um, maybe trying to save their guys' arms. Because, I mean, Larry Rothschild just kills pitchers' arms. So, a lot of weird stuff going with San Diego. A lot of weird stuff. They're playing Tatis in center field. They, I don't that that manager they got. Who's managing them? Padres manager. Why is that escape, escaping me right now? Ty is Ty his first name. We're gonna figure this out together, folks. And then we're gonna transition on over to NFL. I'm gonna be breezy on the NFL. I'm gonna kind of give some opinions what I think. Uh, just kind of scrub briefly, light brush over what's going on um, in week three lines. 
Uh, and we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about those soccer matches that I was talking about. Jace Tingler. Jace Tingler. That's right. Yeah. Tingler. I knew there was a T in there somewhere. Okay, cool. So now we know the Padres manager's name. Let's talk NFL. Because we have games coming up on Friday. One, two, three. We got four of them. So actually, let me just leave. I'm going to talk about Friday's games in a prefacing manner. And uh, let's just roll with that. Right now, we're seeing totals pretty low. I'm going to try to attack some overs again. Um the line move, this is going to be a little bit more true to NFL handicapping. Um, it's still preseason. But first glances, first looks, Indy and Detroit. Honestly, it's going to depend on who's a quarterback. Um, Indy, if they start Carson Wentz, you know, still, they, get, they got quarterback depth. They got three guys out there that I think offer a bit more than what Detroit does at the quarterback position. I think that... Detroit's defense is not that great. They're obviously still real rebuilding. It's moved from minus four and a half Indy to minus three and a half. So there's been a full point loss. Um, under is at 32 and a half. Which that's pretty dang low. It opened at 33. So there's some downward steam. You know, as of right now, let's hold on this one. I don't see anything that's really sticking out to me as far as value. You know, if this gets down to three, key number of three, I think we're going to just go ahead and swing it back the other way. Indy, the favorite. Pittsburgh and Carolina. Pittsburgh started at minus four and a half. They're now plus two and a half. Over 36 has come up from 35 and a half. I'm guessing it's probably because Ben Roethlisberger's not going to play any of this game um and if that's the case i think you kind of got to roll carolina i mean over 36 would make sense to me but again this is a preface a preview i'm not giving you my full-on like plays on these games yet i just want to unpack them with you kind of talk through some things that's some weird line movement in my opinion on that the spread I think that says that Pittsburgh is planning to not play Big Ben. Um, Philly, New York, Jets. Give me the Jets minus four already. I really like that. 35 and a half is where this total opened. It's at 33 and a half. I'm going to swing it the other way. Philly just gave up 35 points and got blanked. I think it was 35-0 in their last preseason game against the Patriots. The Jets defense is good. But Jalen Hurts can be a troublemaker. He can be an issue for defenses. Zach Wilson looked pretty comfortable. I will say Mekhi Becton, he's getting looked at for concussion stuff, so he probably won't play, so they'll be down a starting offensive lineman. I think three starters for the Jets were hurt this week in practice, so let's wait and see on those, obviously. But right now, it opened at plus three for the Eagles. It's at plus four. I think this continues to creep up. The Jets with Zach Wilson, I think they got something. And uh, the Philly... Defense is going to get something too. And uh, over 33 and a half, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, even though the line movements come the other way, let's go the opposite way. Let's try to flex our sharp razor mind. Coffee. Minnesota and Kansas City. This total's come up from 36 all the way up to 38 and a half. Minus four for Kansas City. It's getting shade of minus 115. You can get minus three and a half at bet MGM. I think that's a great value. Kansas City, just overall the better franchise here. Andy Reid coaching, you know, he's pretty remarkable. Um, he's a good preseason coach too. He knows how to get his guys prepared. He knows how to handle depth charts. He knows what his guys are capable of. He is a great coach and he's got a good pulse on his team. I think that supporting the Chiefs is like just kind of the only way to do this. And they're only at three and a half. I'm going to go ahead and be taking that. Moneyline, they're at minus 190. You know, it's less than a $2 favorite. 
and uh, disregard all the dogs going absolutely bonkers in the background right now, if you can hear them. Not sure how good this microphone is. Uh, but look, Patrick Mahomes versus Kirk Cousins. That's your first look, right? Who are you going to go with? Okay. Wide receiver, positional groups. Even if McCole Hardman's like their main guy, like just McCole Hardman being out there, uh, they got tight end depth. They've got so many guys at the running back position. Darwin Thompson looking to make this roster. They got Clyde Edwards Hilaire who could see like a quarter of work. That offensive line is rebuilt and ready to get some reps. And Minnesota's defense is not that great. So, yeah, I mean, it makes so much sense. I'd play this all the way up to a full touchdown. Uh, Kansas City just probably going to roll Minnesota, in my opinion. And in that sense, I would say that over 38 and a half will follow the steam in this case because Minnesota's got some offensive playmakers, too. Kansas City, um, watch out for their defense this year. I'll say Steve Spagnola, he's in his third year, and we've seen immediate results for that defense in year one to year two to year three. I mean, they went to year year one, they went to the Super Bowl and won it. So, and if you remember right, I think it was like the last six games of that first year he took over as D coordinator. They went on that run, the last six games where they averaged or allowed less than like 16 points per game or some crazy shit like that. So, look. Kansas City, Minnesota, really looking like that. Uh, I'm going to be supporting the Chiefs. Got minus three and a half. Um, and the Jets. I mean, right now, those are my two favorites that I like a lot. Kansas City, New York, Jetskis. All right, let's wrap it up with some of this soccer talk. Um, we got some good stuff to look at today. And uh, we got three games to talk about in the UEFA Champions League qualifying. We've got Brondby taking on FC Salzburg from the Bundesliga, who in their form in their last five, they've got five wins. Brondby in their last five form, they are draw, loss, 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 draw. And Salzburg's currently winning the aggregate one, two. Now for you, you soccer batters out there that may be not as savvy as others, uh, so aggregate, is essentially that these teams played in the first leg of this tournament and Salzburg won 2-1. Now, Bronby has to come back and win the aggregate at a higher rate now, so they got to score two goals and allow none to win the aggregate in advance 3-2. So they just combine the total goals, goals put between the first two legs of the teams playing each other. Whoever gets more goals uh, moves on. So today, Salzburg is only up 2-1. But Salzburg, definitely the better team. I think this is probably going to be like a – I could see Salzburg scoring three, but they also play some really phenomenal defense. Bundesliga, they, their, their clubs have been scoring so many goals in Bundesliga play this year so far. So I'm, I'm banking on the offense of Salzburg. FC Salzburg going to be coming through in that regard. Then we've got uh, Zagreb playing on uh, – Opposition against Sheriff Terraspol. And Sheriff Terraspol is up 3 0 on the aggregate. I think they're obviously out or they're outmatching this Zagrib team. And uh, look, 3 0 on the aggregate, like I said, Terraspol obviously got an upper leg here. This is the game out of these three that I'm less opinionated on. So I'm going to go ahead and just let it be. I'm just going to kind of keep it there. Um, I want to talk about this Shakhtar Monaco game because Monaco, uh, here, let me look it up real quick. I think what Monaco is La Liga, Spain, La Liga. They might be La Liga. I know they're not Serie A. Uh, they're not an Italian club. I don't think Monaco, Monaco here. We're, we're going to look it up real quick. Sorry guys. Um, I'm still, I'm still learning a lot of this, uh, international football stuff. League One, okay, so they're in the French League, uh, French League One, uh, with like PSG and all that. So they're 19th in League One. So Monaco, uh, actually not that great. Um, this Shakhtar team, I want to say, here we're gonna look them up too. Um, Shakhtar Donetsk, second in the Ukrainian Premier League. Okay, all right. So look, we got. A really good Ukrainian club here. And uh, Shakhtar, I think they match up really well against 
Monacau. Their last win actually came against Monacau in the first leg of this play. Um, let's see who they lost to. I mean, I'm sure they've been playing in the Ukrainian league since. So looking here, looking here, just trying to see. They lost to... Uh, So after they beat, I'm trying to find their losses here. After they beat Monaco on the 17th, it must have been another tournament or something. It's not popping up on their stuff right now. Again, I'm still trying to figure out the resources and how to use all the tools for soccer betting. All right, so let's move on. Look, I I think that this is going to be a close game. I would say lean the under if i had to pick an outright winner uh fc salzburg out of these three games i think salzburg gets it done against bronby terraspol de grit or zagrib i think that terraspol is going to move on on aggregate obviously being up three zero that's kind of like a easy man's out and um shakhtar you know second in their league monaco 19th and theirs obviously french league one is uh, a little bit different than ukrainian league one but Shakhtar is still uh, a very good club. Ukraine had some success in international play as a team. I think Shakhtar moves uh, moves on also. So Salzbar, or I'm sorry, Salzburg, Terraspol, Shakhtar in the UEFA Champions League qualifying. And then real quickly, let's talk. One other thing I want to talk about the, uh, if I can find my place, I had one other thing I was going to talk about, but maybe I uh, don't need to now that I lost it. Oh, here we go. It moved it up. The Carabao Cup, as I say, is a pretty big event. Like I want to talk about it. Yesterday was a crazy day. Um, Crazy, crazy day. I'm just kind of going through recapping. I'm not going to recap every game, but okay. So today, the three games, we got Newcastle and Burnley, Burnley losers of five in a row, Newcastle. uh, If I remember right, they had um, a tough draw in the EPL this weekend. You know, they played pretty well. They had a good showing Newport and Southampton is going to be playing Southampton. I think will be able to get the job done against Newport West Brom going against Arsenal West Brom. I'd like to support. Arsenal coming off that win against Chelsea. Arsenal's just the uh, class of these three games here. I think they're the best team out of all these teams playing today, obviously. Now, these games are going to be starting. Newcastle and Burnley goes up against each other at 2.45 p.m. Newport, Southampton's at 2.45. West Brom and Arsenal. This is this is an EPL League game. It's just going to be in the Carabao Cup. Um, 3 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. Uh, so, look. The way I'm going to be looking at this, I'm going to, you know, the three-legger half-unit play that I'm going to be putting together, Newcastle, Southampton, Arsenal. For a little fun, a little afternoon fun, I think Newcastle gets it done. I think Southampton has been playing well as of late. They had three losses in a row, sandwiched between a draw and a win, so I think they're starting to come to form. Newport's a tough club, don't get me wrong, but uh, if we look and we look closely, I think that there is a good place here for West Brom uh, or Southampton. I'm sorry. The Newport club just does not score a lot of goals. Um, They scored one against Oldham winning one zero. They scored one in the first part of this Carabao Cup uh, against Ipswich 1-0. Mansfield beat them. 2-1, 2-1, Newport beat Tranmere on 8-21, 1-0. Not a lot of goals scored. Southampton, on the other hand, they uh, you know, they just drew with Man U. So Man U's not who they used to be, but they Man U was expected to win that game. Um, Everton did just whoop Southampton 3-1. Uh, so Southampton needs to clean their defense up, which I think they did going from playing Everton to Man U. And I think that match against Man U is going to give them a lot of confidence here 
to go ahead and handle business, maybe 1-0, against Newport. So Southampton, really looking for them today to have a good day. Speaking of having a good day, it's what I want you to do. I am sending you all my positive vibes, all my positive energies. Make sure to have a wonderful day, a safe day, a kind day. Do something nice for someone if you can. Spread some positivity. If you need something positive to happen for you, I hope it happens. It will happen. And I'm thinking of it happening for you. So with that being said, make sure to share your knowledge about this show to your friends and family. Let's get those MyBookie accounts set up for y'all. If you even just have like an email address and a phone number, it's all we need. Like we will just get you guys set up and uh, we'll get you some clams in there. We'll get the account started. We'll throw a little bit of fun playing clams in there for you. And then you get to help support our promo code growth. So thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for this. Don't forget the five-star reviews on the Apple Podcasts app. If you have Apple products, uh, follow us on Spotify. They don't really have an algorithm, I don't think. I mean, they do, but it's it's weird. Um, anyways, share, 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 like, 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 all that good stuff. I was and am your host, Devin Ellington, at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. Make sure to follow all of us, all the guys, all the plays, all the articles at Hootball Gaming. We've got Riley on the free play again today. Riley Sorbo. He's our guy, S-O-R-B-O, kind of like Sorbet. He's sweet, mildly sweet, and pretty smooth. So I like to compare him to Sorbet. I'm a berry, raspberry Sorbet guy myself. So, uh, you know, now you have that comparison of one of our handicappers to a dessert if you needed it. We're going to go and get on out of here. We're going to get this show to you. It's going to be a busy day. Look for the wager pass to fill up. Look for college football news. Look for all the good stuff. Check out those lines. Make sure you keep a keen eye. Watch the bet percentages. Watch the money percentages. Be diligent. Do not overextend your bankroll. Let's have a winning day. We have a great value slate today. We have some fun plays. We got some serious plays. And I think that we got a really good chance of getting that VIG back from last night. So let's do it. All right. That being said, today in sports betting is out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.